Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Babu Shalamala, and uh, he is uh, here to talk to us about some of the uh, publications and proceedings on uh, energy storage uh, from their special issue on, um, well, on the entire topic of energy storage, some of the things they've discovered and some of the things they've uncovered. But I'll let uh, Babu talk about that. Hi, Babu. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Oh, I am doing very well. Because energy is such a major issue right now. I mean, obviously, we're a power engineering um, media group, so we're going to focus on power. But, I mean, even if you're an electromechanical guy, I mean, the power's got to go for, come from somewhere. My energy budgets are getting tighter. I've got all of these issues. And then the technology is also now a hodgepodge that I have to choose from. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, uh, what we did was in IEEE, uh, we, we, we put together a special issue of the proceedings of IEEE. Uh, these, mm-hmm. There are two issues that appeared in June and July, and these two these issues were edited by myself and uh, Raska Trumpson from Sandia National Lab and uh, Ralph Masella from uh, uh, DMV KEMA, the company. And uh, Great. what we did was uh, we tried to look at the energy storage from the point of, you know, deployment of the grid and mm-hmm. what are the real, real issues are from both from the batteries, energy conversion, electronics, and once we have them deployed, how do you realize that potential value, monetary value of storage within the grid? Because yes. storage can be deployed in many places in the, in the grid, and the valuation could be depending on whether you're doing a transmission side, distribution side, or demand management, or you know, some other functionality. Right. So well, Babu, if I, may, if I may interject, Babu, I mean, that's a... And, Often those are overlapping systems and requirements and benefits. I mean, that same energy storage to integrate alternate energy into the grid also increases grid liability and also has other uh, UPS and backup and energy management uh, advantages. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the valuation of energy storage in the grid, uh, it's a rather challenging option because, you know, uh, a storage system can be deployed in many, many number of ways. It can be used as a backup. It can be used for uh, UPS. It can do regulatory functions. It can defer deployment, I mean, transmission and uh, distribution upgrades. So it can provide a number of benefits. The challenge has been for the industry, you know, how do you value storage? As, as exactly. A, and so what we have is, you know, in part two of the issue, uh, we have uh, a set of about half a dozen uh, uh, papers describing the different business models uh, regulatory aspects of uh, deploying storage in the North American grid, and also, you know, how do you value storage in the transmission and distribution applications? What forms of storage can you use, and what kind of functionality can you provide? And how do you get this into a market, man- market management system? Because, you know, ultimately, you know, the ISOs and the, the market uh, operators will give, provide signals, you know, how do you integrate this thing and monetize the values? So these are all, you know, issues uh, we have to think at a high level. Uh, but in the, in the longer term, you know, storage is going to happen only if we can provide storage at the right cost with uh, reliability, safety, and uh, longevity, I mean, cycle life, that grid mm-hmm. operator anticipates. I mean, you just look at the grid assets. Most of the grid assets are 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And if you're going to deploy a storage device, what are the typical lifetime you're looking for, you know, 10, 20 years? And it uh, has or longer. Yeah, and longer. It has to be very reliable. I mean, we take things for granted in electricity markets. And the storage has to provide the same level of reliability and safety uh, for the time period. 
Exactly. Well, but then, again, it comes back to what we had uh, agreed on a little earlier in our conversation, how all of these technologies that are addressing this have so many different overlapping benefits. Maybe right. those peripheral benefits might be the angle, just as it took tax evasion to get, you know, Capone. Yeah. Maybe we pay the piper by finding some unknown benefit that turns out to be monetarily useful to the industry. Yeah, I mean, that's what is exactly happening. I mean, if you look at the storage deployment, I mean, right now it's happening in applications where you don't really, you're not really using it as a storage device. You're providing you some of the ancillary services like regulation services and deferral services, mostly services. But let's say if you want to integrate large amounts of energy like renewables, like solar and wind uh, within the next five, ten years, then you need to deploy lots of real storage devices. There the requirement is very different. I mean, it, then you're driven by the cost structure. Can I provide storage at the real low cost? I mean, if, just say, for example, if you take a typical U.S. market for uh, energy, it's mm-hmm. the five, six cents, maybe 10 cents in most markets uh, per kilowatt hour. Can you provide a renewable energy with a firm, uh, in a firm basis using storage at those prices? So which means, you know, we have to get the cost of storage down tremendously from where it is today. Right. It would be really, truly energy device for the renewable markets. Now, um, the big problem that I'm encountering in this whole discussion is that, unfortunately, it's a forked debate. There's the debate on the technologies that are possible, mm. and then there's also that same debate on the politics that enable the technologies to operate in the marketplace. And unfortunately, sometimes those debates run counter to one another. Yeah, I think, you know, there are two levels of it. I mean, if the technology is at a place where it can provide tremendous service at the right cost, I think the markets will take care of itself. So the issue right now is, you know, we have a variety of storage technologies, all the way from hydro for really large systems, to lithium batteries, lead-acid batteries, uh, developing areas like flow batteries and fuel cells. I mean, each is very mm-hmm. different and at a different cycle of maturity. And they all have to come down in cost structure uh, for it, for them to be really affordable for the operators. Uh, so I think, you know, I once agree. we have the cost structure, safety and reliability issues are, under, are fully under control, then I think the markets, I think, will react very differently. I agree completely. Now, let's look at the next step. Where, where the IEEE obviously is uh, helping to steer this debate, and I think it's very important that they stay out in front of it. Yeah. I'm a member of the IEEE myself, and I encourage all of my audience to join. But now how can we all help the industry, the IEEE, m- make that next step? I think, you know, uh, IEEE as an organization has a number of places where uh, energy storage is, is being highlighted. I mean, for example, uh, just we had the special issue of the proceedings and the Power and Energy Society, PES, which is, you know, uh, the, has been the dominant energy power society for 100 plus years. Uh, they have a number of uh, committees and also uh, focus, focus on the conferences on energy storage. And as, as is a couple of other IEEE journals, IEEE Transactions on Sustainable Energy and uh, to a certain extent, IEEE Transactions on Smart Grid, they're all mm-hmm. covering the topic. So there's a lot of coverage within IEEE. On, on, on how do we bring up storage and uh, what do we need to do as an industry and research 
uh, to make storage uh, mainstream. And I think it's critical because the, as I was, well, as we were saying before, it's all related interwoven technologies and proper grid storage will enable us to move to a much healthier decentralized energy management philosophy as well. So it's also not just overlapping benefits, also cascading benefits societally. Yep. I think it ultimately, you know, if, if, you, if you think of the world as in a transformation, transformative age, going from uh, uh, centralized uh, utility systems to more distributed networks, let's say it, if it happens in the next five, ten years, mm-hmm. as we go through the transition, storage is going to become a very critical part because the, the distributed energy generation, by inherent nature, requires storage, both for providing, firming the power, and also as a backup and other things. And I've been preaching to the – you're preaching to the choir in this case, but I've been preaching that to my audience for quite a while. I'm a very big advocate for intelligent and well-integrated and well-thought-out grid-level storage methodologies and technologies. No, I think, so now, I think you know, we are at the right time. Agreed, agreed. Now, Babu, yeah. where can they go? Where's the, is there a dr- drill-down page on the IEEE website? Is there uh, some place they can go to can get more information, volunteer, participate, whatever? I think a few places are look at IEEE Transactions and Journals and IEEE Explore, so which is IEEEexplore.ieee.org. That's one place. And then Power Engine Society, PES, has a, has a lot of information and also a lot of uh, uh, conferences and uh, um, discussion groups on smart grid storage and other things in their website. And also a uh, couple other IEEE um, organizations, including industrial applications and uh, industrial electronics. They all have, uh, they all cover many aspects of uh, energy storage. Great, Babu. Now, I always allow my guests to have the last word in my show. It could be more about the proceedings. It could be about uh, what the IEEE committee is doing or just some tips for our audience, but the floor is yours. No, I think, you know, storage is, is going through a transformation right now. I think, you know, after a whole number of years, almost like 20, 25 years of lots of development and uh, deployments and uh, pilots, I think we, we're getting to the point where storage is going to become mainstream. Uh, it's just a matter of a few more years, I think it will happen. Uh, we'll, we'll have storage systems that are going to be reliable, at a, at a reasonably cost competitive price, pricing that we can deploy uh, to enable both the reliability of the grid and also uh, get more uh, renewables into the, into the market space. So I'm pretty optimistic it's going to happen. I am as well, Babu, and I really want to thank you for taking the time to come to the show. I love bringing different perspectives on this incredibly critical application space to our audience, and I'm really glad to have had yours here on the show. Well, I, I thank you, Alex. I think you know, it has been a, a good, a tremendous opportunity to talk with your audience. The pleasure is ours. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Pult on Power. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>